Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like falling into a manhole or a black mamba snake. Ooh. Or war. Oh. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like sneaky security guards, or riding a Ferris wheel on the wrong day, <laughs> or doped up employees. Oh, I, I don't want to be anywhere near what you just said. No, it's terrible. I think we should play the theme song. Agreed. Ground is shaking under our feet, mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling, goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing, gotta do Well, hello. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Chris. You're here in the flesh. We are in person. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yesterday you said you were still kind of weak. Yeah, I don't think I'm 100%. It's kind of lasting a long time. Maybe it's long COVID. Yay. We should um, this let is my the life audience now. know. Why is my phone ringing? Shut up. Okay. Sorry. Um we should let the audience know that Garen's not here. No. He abandoned us. We have a special DJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a surprise set. DJ Stick Legs. What, were they, what did they call you? Uh, oh, are you talking about wheels? Wheels. Yeah, DJ Wheels. <laughs> DJ Wheels is here in the flesh. Uh, Matt Belknap, of course. Matt, they called you wheels because you ran real fast during soccer? Yeah, that's correct. And this was in what, high school, grade school? High school, yeah. All right. In grade school, they called me Frog Legs. Oh, that's a nice nickname that doesn't hurt your no. self-esteem at all. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the nicer ones. Um, <laughs> because when I ran, my legs would uh, hit my butt. Like, oh, my God. Because I would run okay. like a freak, I guess. Well, now I'm on their side. Maybe because <laughs> you were so fast. I'm trying I to find a actually, nice... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really um, not great at pickleball. I'm getting a little better. I'm getting a little better. But I am faster than the other people, 
mostly because they're 10 to 20 years older than me. <laughs> um, that helps. But they're better at, you know, everything else. But I can still move. I can, I, I'm agile. Your yeah. hips still work. My hips and your knees. They don't lie. Oh, no, my <laughs> knees are. They're, they're. Your knees do lie. They do lie. <laughs> they lie to me because they told me they needed surgery. Yes. And then the summer came and then they didn't hurt at all during the summer. So I think it's just a weather thing. And I think as soon as it gets cold, my knees are going to start hurting again. All right. Well, now you know. It's oh, so weird. What other nicknames? Oh, Daniel Sun. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> well, because uh, Karate yes, Kid Karate had kid. just come out. Yeah. Yes. So Daniel Sun. Um, oh, because your name's Danielle. Danielle. I was like, did you yeah. wear a gi? I don't know. No, I, I did. That was one of my weird things. I did wear my brother's clothes, but not his gi. Okay. Um, I did wear my brother's uh, hand-me-down jeans. And these socks we called Michael Jackson socks because they well, those weren't his, but they were like sparkly silver. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that was, yeah. But it's just like, you know, that you're being called Daniel. You know, Chris yeah. knows that yes. I, I have a particular like... Uh, <laughs> It, it drives me insane when people call me Daniel instead of Daniel. We just did this. We just got a little, a little press, not bragging. Uh huh. But oh, yeah. in the article, they spelled her name Daniel somehow, like like five times. Five times. We'd gone through the whole interview and everything was fine, yeah. and it was all looked good. And then they sent it back to us, and somehow they'd switched her name, yeah, to Dan Daniel all over the place. And I was like, Hey, does this look good? Because I didn't catch it. And she. Like screen back in all caps, Daniel, and I was like, "I'll get that fixed." <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Of course, I, I, you know, it's fine for Starbucks, but other than that, uh, it shouldn't um, be. Those coffees are expensive. They ought to get they it right. Are it's fine. Oh, do you want to hear my nicknames? Yes, I okay. was going to ask. Okay, Kimmels and Bits. Oh, after Kibbles and Bits. Mm -hmm. For yeah. people who don't know that commercial, and they it sing was... the jingle behind me. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. get me some, some kibbles and bits. bits. Oh, that's um, not good. Crusty. What? What? Because my name was Chrissy, so it was mm. fun to call me like Crispy or Crusty. So these were these were mean spirited nicknames. I would say it wasn't just because unlike frog legs. <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment. Somehow. I don't think frog legs was necessarily well. Definitely, Daniel Sun wasn't an insult. Okay, the, a nice one's coming. Okay. This one is this hot is, slut. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Uh, in sixth grade, my nickname was Shaka Khan because Why? I had long hair. I wanted a perm because they were big then. Yeah. My mom thought because my hair was long, I needed two perms. What you, wait, what? Two perms? Like two boxes. Oh, so you she did... doubled up, and I had oh, no. a giant fro. Fro. Whoa. And so whenever I'd go to the teen center, somebody would put Shaka Khan <laughs> on the jukebox as <laughs> soon as I walked in. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Wait a second. Please tell me there are photographs of this, of this hair. Mm, I don't think so. So she did an Ogilvy type home perm. Home perms. Yeah. I mean, we only did home perms. Okay. We knew how to do a perm. I mean, to your mom's, in her defense, I did get a perm once or twice. And yeah, when you have long hair, it. It don't last long. It don't take. It don't take. It's just kind of like well, sad curls. This took holy like a so house of fire. She did them both at once. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the rollers were a little too small. And I was like, I can never go to school again. So when she took it out, yeah. did you immediately realize this is a nightmare? Yes. Okay. It wasn't just the kids pointing it out. You knew this is. It was way too much. I feel for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is so. And how long did it last? 
I don't remember. I, I think I've kind of blocked this period of my life out a oh. bit. Okay. Did you have anything besides wheels? Uh, well, Silent K was my, my yeah. That was like my rap name. <laughs> yeah, there right. Was a Silent K in my last name. But you gave that to yourself, didn't you? <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, tr- like a true nerd, you give, give yourself a nickname that no one else uses. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Um, Shorty. I was very short, oh. so my coach called me Shorty when I was in middle oh, school. Oh, your coach. That's nice. Yeah, that, That's appropriate. My dad wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. When did you get your growth spurt? Um, like 15 or 16, some, yeah, somewhere okay. around there. Like right you, mean, those... you mean 16 or 17, right? <laughs> right, Matt? Right? No, I'm just joking. Oliver's fine. Um, in fact, he went to a, he's joined youth and government, Ooh. and um, there were a bunch of kids from his old school uh, there. And uh, I said, did anyone say anything about your height? And then I was like, that's ridiculous. Of course, kids don't know. And he goes, no, someone did. Someone oh, was like, good. oh, well, you, you, you got taller. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Um, I have learned that we, oh, I mean, I already knew this, but like, we need to lay off of him because, okay, this is what happened. We were talking about, so Chloe and Chloe, Zoe and Oliver both had homecoming dances yeah. this weekend. Zoe, hers wasn't at a park, was it? No, they. there's a, I guess, a tradition where everybody goes to this one park to do photos okay. before the homecoming. So it's like a, I didn't get to experience this, but it was a soccer game, but... Apparently, it's just a crazy scene where there's like hundreds of kids and parents just like packed into this little park, like taking photos and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, I was asking Jimmy about about her experience at the homecoming, and he said, "Well, I mean, Matt, you know, was like, you know, she's a teenager. I'm trying to respect her and like not ask every." And I was like, "Huh, that's an interesting <laughs> premise. And not grilling your kid about details." And um, Oliver was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Do we, are we two person? He goes, well, you asked me who was drunk at the party. This was a different party. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, well, we just think, because there's only three. When you're a parent of a single kid, yeah. the relationship maybe is a little too familiar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I just thought it was like dad telling us about his show. Like you're just telling us about your party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, totally, note taken totally get it you're right i was glad he said i I said but you told us he goes no i didn't i said yes you absolutely did and he was like oh so (laughs) we're all a little too too insular yeah Yeah. i don't know i i kind of grill my kids about stuff but they're 11 i'll be like who has crushes yeah oh that's in the class yeah who likes each other Uh i never i don't grill them about them as much right because i think they don't really want to tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, I don't even know if they have crushes, but they definitely haven't shared that with me. Okay. Well, a little, but in the past, they in the have. past, they yeah. have. But I'll say, like, who got in trouble at school today? Because <laughs> I, I know if I just say, like, how was your day? They just mm-hmm. shut down. They don't want to give me information. They don't want to talk about like their homework assignments. Right. But if I say, like, who got in trouble? They like to talk about that, you know, yeah. or I'll say like, who's the class clown mm-hmm. who is getting in trouble all the time? Like if I ask questions right. like that, 
they will give me the dirt. Oh, that's so cute. That's good. Because, you know, my son is the same age as your kids and, and he's never wants to tell me anything. But those are better. Que- I should start asking those questions. I ask, yeah, like, make him a stoolie. <laughs> I ask the like, I ask the like gossipy questions. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm like, who's the bad kid in your class? And and like, who, I'm like, who likes so-and-so? You know, I get very like in the dirt with them. And they love to and then blab they'll, about that. And then they'll blab. And then it sometimes leads to other kind of things, you know. Like okay. I'm like, have you heard why the principal quit again? <laughs> why can't you guys keep a principal in the school? So you guys heard about this probably. I heard about it on Kiss FM because that's the only station on my car now that I have tweens. Yep. Um, oh my God, does it still exist? Yeah. You is know, it still Rick D's? It's not Rick D's anymore. Um, it's JoJo and okay. some other people. I don't know. I think it's, uh, you know, the guy in the morning. Um, I really don't. Ryan Seacrest. I think you do know who oh, Ryan Seacrest is. Oh, I forgot. He's still he's still around. On that, yeah. Um, every third song is "Vampire" by Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> yep. In case you're mm-hmm. wondering what they play, you're listening to Kiss FM. Listening to Kiss FM, and they told a little anecdote about Will Ferrell doing a surprise DJ set at a USC fraternity, <laughs> where his son goes. <laughs> N- and his, his son in this fraternity? That well, they didn't specify. Okay, I'm like either way, it seems no, bad. Like, that is so inappropriate. Your son, it doesn't seem. I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like the son was like, "Hey, dad, can you come <laughs> and do a DJ?" I can't set imagine any scenario at my fraternity where I go. That, right? That seems like no. that's a no win situation for that kid. Why? Why would his dad do that? There's got to be an. Well, we know why that he's doing it. Right. Attention. Exactly. And praise exactly. and love. Because as performers, they can never get enough. They meaning not us. But We're not Jesus. like that. <laughs> if, if only he had been car- uh, cast as Jerry uh, Buss in um, <laughs> I know. in uh, Winning Time, he would have gotten his, exor- he would have exercised all these demons. Yeah, yeah. that would have been then enough. Yeah, then he wouldn't have had to ruin his son's entire college so career. So I'm just imagining... A scenario in which it's not his son's fraternity, but it's a different <laughs> fraternity, fraternity, which is hilarious. That's even funnier. You know, like, yeah. how does this even happen? Oh, because he asked his son if he could DJ for his fraternity. And the son, of course, was like, of course not. That's ridiculous. Yes. So then he went across the street to the other fraternity yeah. <laughs> yes. and was like, I'll show him. I'm still cool. Oh, these, no. All these, all these kids love me. Watch. Oh, you might not think I'm cool. Look how cool I am. But do 20-somethings even know who he is at this That's point? A, the, I wonder. I thought that too. It's like 15 years ago, yeah, if it you're in college perfect. and Will Ferrell shows up, yes. it's like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right. Now it's kind of just like, oh. Who is that guy? Who I is that think guy? I think I saw, I remember Elf when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Of. Yeah. It's not yeah. like Pete Davidson. Like if Pete Davidson showed up, they'd right. lose their minds, yeah. right? Like, right. I, I kind of felt like that, like going back to that Dane Cook thing where it's like, why do 17 year old girls want to hang out with Dane uh, Cook? It's do they, yeah. how do they know who he is? Like, again, it's like, yeah, is Will Ferrell a draw to <laughs> yeah. 19 and 20, 21 year old? Yeah, he may have overestimated his cool I would, factor. I would love to get the inside. I want to know every detail yes. about this. Yeah. Well, story. all the college students listening, <laughs> let us know. They may not like Will the, Ferrell anymore, but they love they two love middle-aged us. ladies. Oh, God, they're <laughs> just dying for our take on things. Is he? Uh, it feels like he's on track to uh, 
be the next Bill Murray in terms of bothering right. people. Right. <laughs> Making a in career out of bothering Just people. Just like, hey, I'm famous. Do you want me to crash your wedding? Yes. No, thanks. No, <laughs> we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, right. Like, what happens when you outlive your popularity with a segment, you know, with young people? Like, right. you think you're always going to be that person, but maybe you... I think the thing is you have to calibrate you have to stay with the demo that liked you when they, when you and they right. were young. You have yes. to age together. Because like, yes. yeah, like the parents of those college kids at USC yes. would have been so excited that Will Ferrell was right. there. Go to Parents Day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and DJ for the right. parents. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, okay. Are we ready to get into today's topic? Or did you have more to say? You look like you have more to say. I can always talk. But you know what? Guess what? What? We have time another segments of the show and we have other shows okay so let's don't forget what you were gonna say <laughs> me yeah i never forget anything steel trap steel trap up here i don't know what you're gonna say yeah and i am riveted okay well <laughs> it's another one of my uppers <laughs> okay we're going to learn how to how to survive returning from war whoa yeah okay first we're gonna topical it is topical. Most of this is about, you know, U.S. Uh, veterans, and most of it's with uh, more recent, I mean, not more recent, uh, with like Iraq and Afghanistan. But I'm going to give you a little bit of facts, first of all. Okay. How many U.S. veterans are there? Any guesses? Oh, man. Seven? <laughs> I'm going to say more than seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 1.2 million. There are more than 18 million veterans for the 2017 American Community Survey from the U.S. Census Bureau. About half of those veterans are enrolled in the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs Healthcare Program. Okay, what kind of problems do veterans face when, after they return? Some of the most significant are health-related. Considerable, this I didn't really realize, a considerable number of veterans who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, Afghanistan have suffered traumatic brain injuries, Mm. or TBIs, with about one in five experiencing a mild form of TBI commonly known as a a concussion. Uh, Sorry, I haven't read in a few weeks. I guess I'm learning how. Other common problems include post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, anxiety, problematic alcohol use, and thoughts of suicide. Many veterans suffer from more than one health condition. That would make sense. In addition, many women and men experience sexual trauma, including harassment and assaults while in the military. They can have both mental and physical effects. Okay, so now we're going to kind of break it down a little bit more. The days and weeks after you return from overseas duty will be a transition. During this time, service members often describe a range of emotions from excitement and relief to stress, tension, or concern. All of these emotions are a normal part of a healthy transition from a war zone back home. You may also feel distant, uninterested, or be overly critical and impatient with others. I mean, I don't have to fight a war to feel any of <laughs> no. these things. No. If I just get back from, like, the gym, yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with you guys and your bullshit. Miss lunch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. If I miss lunch? Yeah. I mean, Forget it. Never mind. At least these people have MREs. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. MR. That's right. Meals M's. ready to eat. Meals ready to yeah MREs oh I got it right okay and then question myself that that makes sense okay these types of uh, behaviors and feelings are normal combat stress reactions we will discuss these normal reactions and how normal reactions can become problematic you will learn about ways to cope with the return home and if problems arise ways to find assistance healthy adjustment 
in the days and weeks following homecoming includes taking time to be reacquainted with family and friends. I mean, imagine like you go and you have a two-year-old and you come back and you have a four-year-old. Yeah. Or, you know, a three-and-a-half-year-old. They don't really know you anymore. Not only do they not know you, but you don't know them either. Like, I just think that can't be overstated how fucking crazy that would be. Um, uh, Talk and listen to family and friends in order to reestablish trust, intimacy, and openness. This guide contains information. They're writing it like it's a guide, you know, for the person. Um, how How you can better communicate with important people in your life. Okay, experiences in the war zone. During your deployment, you may have taken part in missions and operations that exposed you and your military unit or company to stressful or life-threatening experiences. You may have been shot at, seen the death or injury of a civilian in enemy combats, or even witnessed the death or injury of other American personnel or people you knew. You or members of your unit or company may have been injured as a result of bombings, blasts, weapons, or accidents. I think just being away would be stressful enough. Well, without it's also the indoctrination of the military yeah. experience mm-hmm. that seems like a trauma in of itself. Like it feels like right. to me, even if you don't go into war zone, which right. forget it, it's gonna yeah. screw you up. The way that they sort of strip your identity and sort of turn you into a military being is yeah. its right. own sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, from some stuff I read. Some people actually really like the the um, discipline and rules. Yeah. And when you get home and that's not there, it can be really discombobulating. Absolutely. Like, wait, why? Are, wh- Absolutely. Uh, I'm think, not, yeah, I'm you thinking, have to be somewhere every moment of the day doing something every moment of the day. You feel useful. I think a lot of people who go into the military are coming from, I don't want to generalize, but like dysfunction, chaos, it's their one shot to sort of make something of themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is a, a stable environment in that yes. regard and then they come home so when you say like talk to your family it's like right. maybe they're not actually the most stable <laughs> force right. for you so right. that can be hard too that, the, yeah. that, that's not everyone but right I, you know yeah uh service members okay so what is combat stress reaction service members respond to traumatic situations in different ways some report feeling upset or keyed up You may continue to think about events that occurred in combat, sometimes even acting as if you were back in a combat situation. These combat stress reactions, also called acute stress reactions, can last for days or weeks and are are a normal reaction to combat experiences. Most service members who experience combat stress reactions will recover. Others, however, continue to struggle with the memories of their combat experiences and their reactions to it. You may begin to have problems in your relationships with family or friends or troubles at work or with finances. Your sleep may be very disrupted. If you continue to experience these reactions and if it begins to cause you problems, you should seek help to learn how to cope. If you do not get treatment early, um, your condition may turn into a prolonged combat stress reaction, also known as PTSD. I mean, I, (laughs) you know, if I get into an argument with a friend or not even an argument, just like a uh, a misunderstood text you know mm-hmm. i'm reeling for days i can't imagine <laughs> like coming back from combat yeah. and seeing things you've seen and not letting it just be, not letting it you know take over your every moment of thought you know what you might not be cut out for the military yeah <laughs> i'm thinking i'm not <laughs> but i'm really thinking first of all I don't make a very neat bed i try oh, but i'm not great at you can't it can't do those cor- military corners i can't bounce a quarter off a mattress I can't wake up early. What if I called you a maggot? 
<laughs> How about a maggot with frog legs? <laughs> yeah, I would say it's not for you. No. At all. Mm-mm. Um, okay, what causes combat stress reactions or PTSD? Mental health professionals do not know why some people have PTSD reactions to traumatic situations and other people don't. But we do know that it is that it does not say anything about the strength or character of the person suffering. Again, there is no relationship between how strong a person is and these symptoms. Many people who are brave or strong end up with PTSD symptoms after experiencing trauma. Okay, so some of the things you might experience, you might experience anger or aggressive behavior. Anger and irritability, symptoms of combat stress reactions and PTSD are often related to loss of control or fear. If you're physically tense, you tend to be angry as well. A typical, I think we all have experienced being annoyed by something and taking it out on someone else because we're, you know, we don't know. We're just so stressed out. Yeah. A typical example is overreacting with anger to a slight provocation. Frustration over the inability to control PTS symptoms uh, and thinking about things that happened at the time of trauma, including the unfairness of the situation, can also lead to anger. You may be especially overprotective of kids or have angry reactions to normal child behaviors. These reactions may actually be your own fears about possible dangers that children could be exposed to. Anger can lead to a slew of problems such as poor thinking and decision-making, ruined relationships, dismissal from jobs, legal and financial problems, incarceration, and health problems. You also might experience self-blame, guilt, and shame. Sometimes service members in trying to make sense of their war experiences take too much responsibility for bad things that happened. As you try to make meaning of what happened, what you did or did not do, or for surviving when others didn't, survivor's guilt, experiencing guilt and self-blame is common. Military personnel like you who have faced, who have been faced with moral dilemmas or been through difficult combat situations may even feel as if you have committed a moral or religious transgression, even if you were following orders. Cognitive reconstruct, restructuring is a technique that can help you evaluate the accuracy of your thinking and may help with symptoms uh, of guilt and self-blame. Effects on work functioning. Adjusting back to life at work after experiencing a trauma or being in a war zone can be a very difficult experience. For example, going back to work is made harder by changes that have happened on the job during your employment deployment. Following the exhilaration of deployment, you may find you lack interest in your job. You might have had to quit your job before deployment. You might be returning to get your first civilian job and have difficulty finding a job or a career to get started in. Some of the symptoms of PTSD, such as feeling irritable or on edge, or having a hard time sleeping or relating to people, make going back to work seem very difficult or even an impossible undertaking. Yeah, imagine like making burritos at Chipotle yeah. after you've been in Afghanistan. Like, right. I don't know, just like thinking you're defending democracy. People right. that you, I mean, I don't know. I think even if you're ordered to do it, it would be really hard to kill human beings. I don't know. Are you talking about the war or the feeding people Chipotle? (laughs) (laughs) Either way, there's a bomb scare. I mean, it's debatable. But even if it's like, I think a lot of, isn't a lot of killing people now kind of like pushing a button? Like there's not a lot of combat like with a gun in your hand at wasn't there in Afghanistan and, and Iraq? I think there was I think it's both. ground combat. I think there's both, yeah. I mean, yes, I think, but I know I, I know a lot of, they are doing a lot of drone stuff right. yeah. now. So it's, yep. You're right. Oh, but it's, it's still a different psychological uh, thing. It's still, even if it feels like a video game, you're still aware that Ugh. you're you're doing that. And then to have to come back and be like, all right, I'm going to 
somebody's going to yell at me while I make right. this burrito that I put too much salsa on it right. would probably feel, I don't know, futile or silly or or just difficult to, mm-hmm. to get through the day to day. You know what it's exactly like? Yes. Like when I was in high school and I would have an acting job and I got to leave school and do a part on a TV show and then I had to go back to school. Yes. <laughs> the next day, you're like it's exactly like it that. It is. Yeah. It's like there's fuck, this there's, is so boring in comparison to what mm-hmm. I was just doing. There's no closer analogy. I think so. Okay. Um this may be made worse by your worries that an employer or future employer might not want to work with somebody who is dealing with symptoms of PTSD or other combat stress reactions. Okay, treatment for PTSD. The good news is that there are effective treatments for PTSD and the other problems mentioned above. Treatment for PTSD is really very practical and involves common sense steps. You have regular conversations with a trained counselor in order to think about your situation and how you want to change it. You learn about what PTSD is and how it's affecting you. You work with counselors and other veterans to get support while you make gradual changes that are important to you. Sometimes medications may also be beneficial. Many veterans receive treatment for PTSD in Veterans Affairs, uh, PTSD treatment programs, and readjustment counseling service vet centers uh, at readjustment counseling service vet centers. Others get help in general mental health clinics within uh, the VA. In the usual type of outpatient treatment, you would come into a clinic for individual appointments and perhaps group sessions. For the most severe cases of PTSD, residential treatment where the veterans live in the treatment program for several weeks is often recommended. Okay, so this is basically just what you would go through once, you've, once you're seeking help. Okay, you're being assessed. Mm-hmm. Treatment typically begins with a detailed assessment of problems you're facing, symptoms you have, and other difficulties in your life. Setting goals. You and your counselor decide what you want to accomplish to improve your life and what changes will uh, help you achieve those things. Learning about PTSD. Um, okay, learning coping skills or tools. There are a lot of skills that can help you in recovery, including skills for lowering physical tension, skills for communicating more effectively with family and friends, and skills for handling anger and conflict with others. Connecting with other veterans. From what I understand, this is very important. Uh, VA PTSD treatment often involves having more contact with other vets like yourself. As part of treatment, you talk with other service members and veterans learn from their experiences and give support to them. Participating in support groups, veterans in PTSD treatment often meet regularly with other vets to discuss how they're doing, get feedback and support, develop friendships and help each other. Looking at yourself. Treatment often involves learning to notice what you are thinking and feeling, how you act with other people and what situations or thoughts trigger your distressing emotions. Okay, um, so where should you go for VA services? Um, once you have departed from the military, you are eligible to receive cost-free healthcare and readjustment services through the department's the Department of Veterans Affairs for any condition related to your combat service for two years following active duty. After two years, services are still available for a copay based on income. If you serve in the National Guard or Reserves and were deployed to a war zone, you are eligible for the same benefits. It can be important to access access these services early if you think you may have PTSD. You must enroll to be eligible for the services uh, immediately. Um, Okay, so this is just something I wanted to look up real quick because I was like, well, what about the work thing? Like, how do people get jobs? So I I didn't do a deep dive, but I just wanted to say this thing I found. The Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act 
states that a person who left a civilian job to enter active duty in the armed forces is entitled to return to that job after discharge or release from active duty if they gave advance notice of military service to the employer, do not exceed five years cumulative absence from the civilian job, with some exceptions, submitted a timely application for reemployment and did not receive a dishonorable or punitive discharge. So that's good. You, If you leave your job, you are guaranteed to get yeah. it back. I wonder how many companies work hard to get around that rule because mm. based on the yeah. amount of homeless vets, <laughs> mm. I mean, that might not be the, the company's fault because right. I do think while these services might be available, there are a lot of vets on street corners mm-hmm. needing our donations. Like there are, I, I, there are a lot of vets yeah. that are not either accessing these benefits or those benefits are not helping them. Like, right. It is a real right. problem of I think homelessness they may not among vets. Yeah, I think they may not know about all the laws and everything that's guaranteed to them. And then as we've, I don't know if it's gotten better now, but I do remember several years ago reading, you know, just about how screwed up the VA system was and how I think they've somewhat improved it, but just like, you know, month long waits. And, yeah. and obviously with PTSD, it's kind of a time sensitive thing. You need to like yeah. get to it. And I know that there have been a lot of issues with vets fighting the VA, especially when it comes to traumatic brain issues of getting yeah. help. And I, I do think it's also like when you're <laughs> the most vulnerable and you're ill and you have to advocate for yourself, yeah. it's kind of impossible. Like yeah. when yeah. you have to, especially like, it's like, well, you just have to fill out these forms and call this <laughs> right, number. Right. And um, yeah, I can't do that on my best day. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm the worst I've ever been. And now I have to be on the phone for two hours and fill out these forms. Yeah. And then I did fill out the forms and then I never heard back. And then you're refilling out forms like, it's also a situation in which a lot of the times, yes, maybe the benefits are available, but it's it's a lot of red tape and kind of impossible for the person who doesn't have maybe an advocate for them. Right. So. Exactly. Well, and speaking of that, I think it helps to be with other former vets. Yes, that seems really important. Right, which is what I learned on the um, Wounded Warrior website, which is where this story is coming from. Oh, nice. Um, so Wounded Warrior is a... Um, program that helps veterans. It's like veterans helping other mm-hmm, veterans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the story of Tanika. Nope, Taniki Richard. Taniki Richard enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps in 2001 and immediately loved it. Not only did she cherish the family-like relationships she created with her fellow Marines, she also enjoyed all her duty stations, even to some extent Iraq. Everything. See, this is what I was talking about. It's just a different mindset from you and I, but yeah. Everything made sense in Iraq, said Taniki. You had a routine, you had your friends, and you knew what you had to do every day. Though she normally had a routine, things didn't always go according to plan. One night, while riding in a helicopter to deliver classified equipment to a base in central Iraq, her team came under fire. They completed the mission and everyone returned safely, but her life soon spiraled out of control. She stopped sleeping. On the rare occasions she was able to sleep, she was woken by terrifying nightmares. When her deployment ended, she returned to her base in Northern California, and things got even worse. The stress of combat had brought out memories of an unreported military sexual assault Sneaky had endured a few years earlier. Jeez. Despite being a suicide awareness facilitator and a sexual assault advocate on the base, Taniki began considering suicide herself. One day, Taniki purposely crashed her car into a pole outside the base oh, gates. No. 
I didn't want to die, admits Tanigi. I really wanted to live. That's why I was so sad. I wanted help, but no one seemed to want to help me. I made a decision after I crashed to get help. I think that's the first time I was ever a true leader. Despite getting some help to learn to live with post-traumatic stress, Taniki still felt alone and isolated until she attended a Wounded Warrior Project event that changed her life. When she arrived, a WWP staffer, staff member looked at her in a way that showed love and acceptance. I cried because I knew that love, says Taniki. You didn't have to say much, you just knew. You could express yourself and people just understood. An experience with a WWP mental health workshop called Project Odyssey cemented Taniki's recovery. When she explained to the group that she missed being a sergeant in the Marine Corps, others in the group shared similar feelings. No one judged me, said Taniki. They validated me. Their stories included similar instances of pain and anger, and it helped me realize I wasn't crazy. It was empowering, and it was a real turning point for me. Since that time, Taniki has empowered, has been empowered to start her own business and lives a life full of love with her husband and two sons. Though she stays busy, she always finds time for her passion, inspiring people to live better lives. I want to make sure my fellow veterans have everything they need to play out the next part of their lives and not just live, but live well, says Taniki. If I can be part of an organization that helps people heal and find peace, then the end of my service is not the end. I'm just serving in a new way now. So I thought that was interesting that, I mean, I don't mean to do like a commercial for Wounded wounded Warrior Project, but it does seem to be a very positive thing um of just because how could anyone understand what it's like except other absolutely. soldiers absolutely you know we'll be back right after this man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive. (laughs) Danielle. Christine. How was your weekend? Oh, how was my weekend? Okay, today's Tuesday. What did I do on the weekend? uh, We went on a different school tour. Okay. And... um, I was sick-ish on Saturday. Oh, we went to, we did pickleball on Sunday because I was feeling better. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting a little better at pickleball. Nice. Not, I'm still terrible, but a little less terrible. I love um, it. Did, I don't think we did anything else really exciting. Did you do anything? Do you want to know something exciting? Oh God, what happened? Did someone go to the ER? No. Okay. My husband, it was our anniversary the week before. Oh, okay. But you had COVID. I had COVID. He took me to a fancy hotel. What? In Santa Monica. Christine! And we spent the the night at a hotel. The two of you together or he let you stay by yourself? (laughs) Oh, that would have been great too. I was like, I'll take that anytime. (laughs) Okay, two things you need to know. We have not been in a hotel alone for eight years. Since our kids, we have twins, we're two 
Okay. So they're 11 now. So yeah, that's nine years actually. Yeah. It's actually 18 because they're twins. Exactly. (laughs) 18 years. 18 years since I've been alone in a hotel room with my husband. And it was a really nice room. Oh. There was a bathtub in the middle of the room. What? What? Can I ask? Was this shutters? It was. Oh, damn. Oh. Yes. Shutters. Not just not just stopping at shutters to have breakfast. Like, no. that's the only thing I'd ever done before. Right. We stayed there. Shutters is lit. Oh. It's literally on the beach, right? It's on the beach. It's a really nice I hotel. I felt like... I was rich. I was like, oh, I'm rich. God. How yeah. fun. For 24 hours. So did um, the dog and cat look after the kids? or They did. They did a good job. Good, good. Everybody shit in the litter box. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we had friends stay over with our kids, and they Fantastic. went and had a good time themselves. Oh, that's great. So you slept over Friday or you slept over Saturday? Saturday. And then, so Sunday, did you have the breakfast and did you like... Yeah, we went on a bike ride. <gasps> what? Down on the beach oh. and we Even... had, oh, we watched the sunset. Oh. We tried to ride the Ferris wheel at night, but we got there too late. Wait, did you get there when the guy climbed the... Do you not know about this? Do you guys know about this? What? By the way, our guest, I'm just going to say now because we're so excited. We're talking, we're talking uh, so long. I'm going to say, okay, Naima Funk is our guest. Uh, I will properly introduce her after this. Yes, you can talk whenever you want, Naima. No, it's Sorry. okay. I want to no. hear about the guy. You didn't hear about on, the, on the, the, the madman who scaled the... Um, it just happened. No, we might have... At s- that Ferris wheel. He, oh, my he God. He scaled it? He scaled the Ferris wheel. He said he had a bomb. He didn't have a bomb, but he said he had a bomb. He scaled it and like got to the top somehow, and they were... I think there were people stuck on the Ferris wheel. They couldn't... They couldn't rotate the well, Ferris wheel. Why wouldn't wheel they just would, rotate it so he'd he would fall, fall off? Well, I think oh, they oh, were oh, okay, to, sorry. No, they should have let him. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I think it was, you know, a, as they say, a mental health situation. Ooh, we might so, have seen that guy. <laughs> you might have. Sunday, at, so, we went to lunch at Cha-Cha Chicken. Anyone like Cha-Cha Chicken? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, no. Well, you don't eat chicken. No. It's so good. It is. Please go to Cha-Cha Chicken next time you're in Santa Monica. <laughs> Everybody. It's the best. So we go into Cha-Cha Chicken. As we're walking in, there's a unhoused person out front, and he's like, you know, just uh-huh. yelling at us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, went and sat down. And then he's still yelling at us while we're inside the restaurant. It's like outdoor seating. Uh-huh. And we had seen a woman at her car saying, watch out for him oh. to us. And, you know, Santa Monica does have a large share of unhoused people. They have a very uh, compassionate policy towards unhoused people, which is great. But it does Which is they can scale any any right. ride yes. they want. Because clearly yeah. what that guy said when you walked in was, I'm going to have a bomb. Yes. <laughs> clearly, right? We just didn't catch you that. You just didn't quite. No. You thought he said Cha-Cha's chicken is the bomb. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we sit down and then what we realize is he has a busted bottle Oh, shit. In his hand. Oh. And he's waving it around. Oh and then God. another couple comes up off their motorcycles and he's waving it at them. And so we're all just sitting at the restaurant watching this guy like in terror. So, so the people at the restaurant had to call the authorities and right. eventually he wandered off. I don't know. Hopefully the authorities caught up with him. But that was a little scary. Jesus. You know, yeah. you're, you're kind of... Protecting your neck, you know, you're yeah. like, I can't really enjoy my cha cha yeah. chicken. I'm a little worried about my jugular vein is, right now. Now, is that on the pier? Cha cha chicken? No, it's oh. it's right off of I think when Pico Boulevard runs into whatever that Main Street or yeah, whatever like, the it's right, is. it's right, yeah. at, it's right near the ocean. Okay, well that that's 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 quite. I can't believe you didn't tell us. 
That's what you were going to tell us about. And I was like, I need to get into today's topic. That's okay. That's pretty great story. All right. I'm going to do a proper introduction. Yes, sorry. That was Naima again. No, this is is great. Okay. So the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive returning from war. And on this half of the show, we're going to talk about how to survive trying to make a return at a dispensary with Naima Funk. Hello. Hello, everyone. You may have seen Naima on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Little Mm -hmm. show. Hi. Heard of it. And she also um, does a live improv show called The Black Version at the Groundlings. Is that monthly is it monthly monthly yes uh, um but during black history month they let us do it every night of the week <laughs> um, which, that's that's fun so um, so the audience gives you a movie and you guys blackify it yes because okay. we're all black in the cast okay. so it's okay um, for us to to sure. black it up right. um the audience gives us the suggestion of an iconic film and then we improvise the black version so like we did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The title they gave us was Big Willy and the Kool Aid Factory. <laughs> Wait, the um, audience? Gives oh yeah, you the that audience. Time? Yeah, the oh. audience gives oh, us no. everything. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's yes. hilarious. Yeah, we get everything from them. Um, and uh, oh my god, there's a band with us, so we improvise the theme song okay. for the movie. You know, all like um, tons of music uh-huh. throughout it. But um, we have a director, um, Karen, and she knows every movie that there is so okay. she will go plot point by plot point so we did like the princess bride i think ours was called oh she fancy <laughs> um, <laughs> and um the audience oh did give us because they give us great things but indigo montoya was the negro montoya because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a color because because it, right wait close it's not indigo it's indigo oh. i realized i made that up it doesn't make sense <laughs> no but it, it it did that night it, yeah it yeah no it makes sense it i does. mean my joke made no sense um <laughs> And is Phil Lamar in this? Phil Lamar is. I love Phil Lamar. He is awesome. He is fantastic. Super talented. Phil Lamar, Gary Anthony Williams. Oh, wow. Danielle Gaither, um, Cedric Yarborough. Oh, um, wow. And uh, Jordan Black, who is the creator of the black version. Okay. And an amazing group. The black version. And me. Yes. It's so much fun. (laughs) It's great. And uh, Naima and I know each other because we used to both work at, is that how we decided to say it? At um, for, for for Playboy for Playboy because like if you say you worked at Playboy you could have been cleaning right yes but when you work for Playboy you took your top off which mom I did not take my top <laughs> we didn't do either of no, those things no we didn't we uh, Naima acted in some of the ridiculous <laughs> things I wrote which we've talked about before on the show absolutely preposterous yes um, but there is a bathroom there though that has a shower in it for to film sex scenes I guess. I don't know if they ever filmed me in there, but if that's you. what they what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Sex scenes for show. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. No, um, is Playboy is Playboy that provocative? I always think of them as pretty tame. Well, no, this was, I mean, well, they had didn't they have some show Playboy After Dark or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, After Dark, and it is a, a porn, but like set like, in Sweden. And, yeah. And oh, the show we the, watched. The show that we yeah. were doing. So it's um. Light porn, I guess. Okay. Yeah, light porn. Um, but I mean, even a photo shoot, they could have done right. in the shower, I yeah. guess. I, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I just know that there was a weird bathroom. With it's a- no haunted mansion because they it's no. all boobies and titties in that. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yes. Um, but no, we. Um, it, it was fun working there. It was, it was really. It fun. It was a blast. We would just come in and do bits and laugh. Yeah. And- yeah. It was. It was good times. Yes. Um. 
So, Naima, yes. tell us about your story. Okay. I'm very curious. Well, here we go. Um, it's it's We're in Sherman Oaks right now, and I used to live here in oh, Sherman okay. Oaks. Um, and uh, let's see, I, I've lived in Los Angeles now for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I speak to dispensaries, I'm speaking of um, herbal dispensaries. Sure. Okay, Awareness. we're talking about medicinal and traditional marijuana. Right. Which... Um, is very accessible now, but has not always been. I I know that's hard to believe, but it was probably around 2012 Mm -hmm. um, when dispensaries were really sort of becoming more into being. You had to like get your card from a doctor. Oh, right. right. I remember this time. And, you know, you'd go to see a doctor. I remember I went to see a doctor and and uh, he was like, so you, what do you need it for? And I was like, well, um, I have asthma and I can't sleep. And he's like, yeah, I'm a back doctor. I was like, my back hurts. Like, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. I but, love you have asthma and I need something to inhale. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to be honest. It's the worst thing right, you exactly. Can say. I have pleurisy. Um, <laughs> but I have pleurisy. Being old school, I am used or was used to I mean I'm, I'm from Detroit so uh-huh. it used to be that getting weed was quite clandestine you yeah would, it was illegal uh, it, it, okay yeah <laughs> it was illegal you would get what you get and you don't pitch a fit you would meet your guy in an alley somewhere and yeah. they would give you a bag they would not like there was no indica there was no right. oh. <laughs> it was just that you right. got it was you a got, dime bag uh, or it, a was, quarter? it was a size yes, yeah it, just sizes it didn't have it wasn't sponsored by a particular brand <laughs> ziploc <laughs> right <laughs> sponsored by ziploc <laughs> right. um it would have mostly stems and seeds and yes. you could grind it up and what i knew of edibles was like if the weed's bad you cook it right you cook it down the butter make brown like that kind of thing but we put up with it and you did not complain uh-huh then we moved out here and i remember it it was like still buying it but sort of on the new level so now my drug dealer works at the standard so i got to go to the hotel to <laughs> yes. you know. um okay i remember and and there was always the thing of like you'd have to go and maybe spend a little time you know like with the with the dealer like they might want to you like here smoke this thing that they're licking all over it and like you know just okay interacting with them wait were you ever because i i don't smoke pot i tried it doesn't work with me my system i know it's that but um i'm allergic to peanuts see so same (laughs) same same so um were you ever scared though going as a woman to some strange dudes like yes absolutely but from Detroit, everything—it's all, it's all weird like that. So yeah. I was just aware. Okay. You're, you're very aware. All right. So there was a strange dude when I lived in Los Feliz. <laughs> um, his name was Johnny, and Johnny <laughs> was a gangster, but it had like a tiny little poodle thing. Like, <laughs> you know, like, hey man, I got this fifth of you know whatever something, and come here, cutie, come here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> One day I was going to go over there to visit Johnny, and my husband and I just so happened to be watching the news because that was back before like Apple TV, so you just watched what uh, was right? on. Yeah, and. My husband goes, hey, isn't that Johnny's house? And there's live coverage of like a SWAT team Oops. there, oh, no. you know, at, at Johnny's apartment building. To which it was like, well, I guess I'll go later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just sort of dealt with it. Uh. And then once it became legalized here, it was like a whole new world. And yes, you had your, you know, you had to go get your card. I think my first card, I used my headshot. <laughs> Because they let me pick any picture, so it was like, cheese. Um, uh, so you had your card, but 
the dispensaries themselves were not like the, you know, like now it's like going and like going to the Apple store. Basically, yes. it's beautiful. Um, the place that I this story actually is about is right on the corner of uh, Moore Park and Woodman. Oh, um, okay. Across from the veterinarian clinic uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. There's a uh, a split level, you know, one of those places that like you like uh I think on one side there's like one of those DMVs that you go to if yeah. you can't get a license, uh-huh. and, you know, um mm-hmm. auto insurance, you know, those right. kinds of places, a ballet studio maybe like in, in there. Like in a strip mall. Yes, but less than a strip mall. Okay. Um what's less than a strip? Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to strip no, there. no. Um, and it's not really a strip. Like it's sadder a, than a strip mall? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. What do you call that? Mm. A dispensary location. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was 20, I'm, I'm going to say like 2014. Okay. So I've been used to going there. You would mm-hmm. go there, you show your license and something else to some guy sitting there behind a counter, and he buzzes out somebody. And you still go into a back room, and there's just all these jars, and it's still somebody like picking it up with their hand and okay. weighing it on like a baby scale. You, okay. just, you know, back in the day. Right. Yeah. Um, not prepackaged, oh, you wow. know, yeah. no such things as, yes. as vapes. Um, Maybe edibles, but it was like, you know, grandma making them in the back. Like, hurry up, grandma. I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I don't know if these are gummy worms or bears or whatever. But, um, and no, like maybe indigo, maybe sativa, and maybe some names, but not really. So at this point in time, I was, this is 2014. This is before Karen's, you know, before all that. (laughs) I have kids. Such an innocent time. It was very innocent. I was on the PTA. Nice. And was very scheduled and regulated. Um, And one day I, I went to that dispensary. Now, I remember it perfectly because I dropped my son off at preschool at uh-huh. noon and then went right to the dispensary. So it was probably twelve fifteen, and I go in and show them my card and go into the back and uh-huh. have a nice conversation with the young man that was, you know, serving me. His name's Johnny. You know, oh, oh. another Johnny. Um, what was there? Didn't you say the guy in the house was Johnny? Yeah. Dang. All your pot yes. dealers are Johnny. <laughs> or just the name you give them all. Dang. What does See? that say about me, though? Mm, not a very good improviser. <laughs> never, horrible improviser. All the names are the same. Or, or all pot dealers are named John. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, gives the it Bible and the di- disciples a whole new yeah. meaning. Like John the Baptist. Yeah, right. Mm. Pot dealer. Anyway, um, I go in get what I want, ordered a couple of different, you know, things. And they used to put them in those, like, canisters that are basically, like, you know, pill containers, you know, those sort of things. Get it, take it home, and don't open it up until that evening. Right. When I go to, you know, partake time, Mm -hmm. open the bag, and the canisters, three big canisters, are all empty. Oh. Completely empty. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I, uh, honestly, it. I really wasn't phased because okay. I was like, oh, well, clearly Johnny forgot to put them in there. Right. You know, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. I'll just go tomorrow. But still a bummer when that's what you want to do yeah, and then it's like, empty. Yes. It's the it, evening yeah. and you're like. Oh, I'm, no, I had more. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, please. Oh, oh. You had reserves. Yes, I had reserves. That what this okay. is not the survival part. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not in survival mode yet. I, okay. I, I had more. Or this would have been a different story. Then yeah. I burnt that bitch. No. No, no. 
<laughs> so the next day, same routine, dropped all off at school, it's time for preschool, drop my son off, go there. And I had written everything down, because, you know, like, write everything down and have huh. a little book, and I have the containers, you yeah, know, everything. Go back upstairs to to the dispensary place, and I walk up to the desk, and I say to the guy who was sitting there, whose name I don't know, but it was probably John. Probably. I say, I was like, oh, hi, I was I was here yesterday, and um, actually I was here at like probably around 12, 15, right about this time, and John helped me, and um, the funniest thing, when I got home, my containers were empty, uh-huh. and the guy that's checking me in goes, did you open them? And I'm like, what? He's like, did you check to see if they're empty? And I'm like, of course. Yeah. Right. Not thinking anything of it. He takes the bag because, you know, it's still in the bag. Uh-huh. And he opens them and he, you know, opens each container and, like, smells them. And I'm like, oh, he's smelling them to see if maybe it was in there or something. Right. And he's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, it was Johnny that helped me. And so he pushes some little intercom thing and he's like, hey, Johnny, come out here. So here comes poor Johnny uh-huh. walking out from the kitchen i guess and he comes out and um he looks at me and i was like hey johnny he's like oh hey and i was like you helped me yesterday and he's like yeah i did and i was like see and the guy says to johnny he's like johnny did you not give her the weed Uh and johnny's like yeah of course i did man of course of course and i'm like it's okay this happens guys right 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 it's all right it's just a mistake it happens and then the guy sitting there at the desk is like okay, hold on a second. And he picks up a phone and he says something like, you know, come across the hall, which is what then happened. Uh-huh. Across the hall from where you could get your DMV. Right, place. right, right. Yes. Um, another guy comes in who is clearly the owner. Okay. Okay. And he walks in, pissed off. Uh, mind you, everybody in there is pissed off for some reason. Already. They, already. Mean, yeah, okay. They should smoke weed. I was going to say, yeah. I'm like, that sounds um, like a yeah. job you could just no, enjoy. Yeah. Well, but I, yes. But, but it's you, like working I in a chocolate factory. I don't know that I'm in trouble yet. I just, I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. 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 I'm just going to say that in my mind. Uh-huh. This is That's why I'm fine. saying this is pre-Karen, yeah. so it's not like I'm right. coming in. Like, the customer, I'm a customer. Yeah. Right? Um, so I'm just coming in and nothing has happened like, I know I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, right. So everything's cool. Yeah. But then this other guy comes in from, like, enters through the same door that I did. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know there was another, there's a, a place across the hall. Like, mm-hmm. he does uh-huh. the insurance, too. <laughs> so he comes in, clearly pissed, and he's like, yeah, what? And I was like, oh, hi. Happy to tell my story. Right. Yes. Naima Funk. Hi. <laughs> um, I was here yesterday. Uh, had a lovely conversation and blah, blah, blah. Told the whole story. You know, they write down your, at this, at, you know, at this time they wrote down your name okay. on a, like a login sheet. Um, you know, so I'm like, you could just check the sheet. Right. Um, and I'm like, this is what happened. Johnny helped me. Um, and he just forgot to put it in there. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, it's not Johnny's fault, guy. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And Johnny's like, hey, I did. I, I don't like. I don't know anything. Like, and poor Johnny oh is God. about to. Is, start. Now, is Johnny like a young guy? Yeah, is he... Johnny's a young stoner. Okay, um, who's right. probably hired to like be the joint boy, just like Got rolling it. the yes. joints, and, okay. and now has worked his way up to. Right, he's climbing that corporate ladder. Yes, he's okay. not quite a pharmacist. Right, um, but he's he's. Apparently he can't even handle the, the, the well, one job he's been given. That's why they let him work the, the noon shift, apparently. Right. <laughs> um, 
so by this time, I'm a little bit like, this is this is weird. Mm-hmm. It's taking a long time, but also Johnny looks more upset than I do, mm-hmm. and it, it it it's weird. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm like, how how's this going to be resolved? It can be resolved very easily. Like, yeah, you just know, give me your pot. Just give me my stuff. So the guy who's the owner is like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And the guy that's sitting there is like, you want to check the tapes, boss? You want to check oh, the tapes, no. boss? Right? Like this. I'm like, okay, this little motherfucker's a shit starter. Yeah, right. Right? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to check the tapes. Oh, he's his hype man. Yeah, right? <laughs> First of all, he said tapes. Okay? So you, you get what year we're talking about here, right? He wasn't like, you want to check the ring app? No, no, no. Check the tapes. <laughs> okay. Okay. He couldn't do this on his phone. He had to leave. Everyone. And yes. go yeah. across the hall to the DMV. Physical and, tape involved. Exactly. And as he's leaving, he's like, he turns to me, he goes, have a seat, I'll be right back. Oh, boy. And I'm like, okay. Now, again, imagine that this is simply an office. Mm-hmm. It looks like an office. It's very dim. The curtains are closed. Still quite clandestine, okay. I, I, I guess I'd say. So I sit down in a chair, and Johnny won't sit. He told Johnny right. to sit, but Johnny's like, no, I, am I, I, I think I am sitting. No, you're not sitting. He's, he's so upset. Poor Johnny. And I sit down and I mean, I'm dressed. Excuse me. I'm, you know, I got a I, I, little PTA mom, you know, got a little skirt on, uh-huh. heels, you know, whoosh, over like not even realizing the situation I put myself in. Oh, until I sit down and Johnny starts going, oh shit, oh my God, I fucked up, oh I fucked up, oh I'm gonna get in trouble, oh God, this is, and the 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 second in command boss yeah. is like, man, you gotta stop fucking up, you know? And I'm like, it's okay, you know? <laughs> it's, it's okay, mistakes happen, it's okay. Right. And as soon as I said mistakes happen, I then hear a voice from behind me go, if that even is what happened. Oh. It's oh, then I realized that God. what I thought was a love seat behind me <laughs> no. is a, a security guard who's Wait, what? sitting there in the dark. Were you sitting on his lap? No, he's like, I'm sitting, it's like, I'm sitting here and he's like, it's all, it's, you know, dark behind you. So yeah, I didn't even like know. lurking in the back. Oh yes, God. I'm telling you, I thought it was a love seat. Now I realize it's not. It's, uh, it's, and I'm like, what? Oh my God, that the human love seat is behind you. Yes, if that even is what happened. Oh Oh, shit! And in that moment, that like, then it becomes a situation because Uh I go, holy fuck, Naima, what did you just like? Where have you put yourself right Right. now? Like the hairs on the back of my neck, the front of my like every place I hadn't shaved that day that those hairs stood up. (laughs) Let me just say. And I'm immediately like, oh shit! I haven't told my husband where I am. Oh. I I am I, I've put myself in this situation, and all of a sudden, I get like this situational awareness, like you know, in the Jason Bourne movies, like before he knows uh-huh. that he's a badass, but he's sort of like. I I don't know why, but I can tell that it'll take right. me like 236 breaths to get down here. And, right, you yes. know, like I can speak German. All of a sudden, it's like <laughs> I turned into like the predator and I start seeing in heat, you know, like there's a sniper over there. This Like all of these, you know, all of these things yes. start happening. You like just turned on. Yes. I, the Detroit came out in me. You know, I'm like, oh, honey, this is your oh, sweetie. Yeah, you do this is a drug deal gone bad. This, exactly. <laughs> right. Which I didn't realize. And this is something I got to stress to the youth of today. 
just because weed is now a consumer legal yeah. thing does not mean the customer is always right. It means <laughs> the, the customer right. may be right, but also may get shot. And if that mm-hmm. happens... Yeah, you can't. It's you a can't drug car- deal. You can't carry your way out a, of that. Like yeah. you are still in the midst of a of a drug deal. Yeah, so, there's still a lot of money involved. Yes, and, and what I basically come in is basically saying, y'all stole two hundred dollars from me because right. it's about two. It's you know three big canisters, and I start going, oh my god, how many times does like you know, unhoused. Uh, the the Ferris wheel dude, you know, yeah. come in here yeah. like, hey man, my joint was empty, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or, you know, people I'm sure come returning it all the time, like my cheeseburger didn't have cheese on it, and, you know, right, that sort of thing, and I'm like, oh my god, what if I, right, what have I just accused these people of, and what am I doing? So right. I go to try to pull out my phone. And this, I think it was probably a flip phone or something where texting was not simple at all. <laughs> yes. And like, try to text my husband. I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, I love you. Uh, I mean, Just I, say right. goodbye to the kids. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm to get high today. He wouldn't even realize it till like after the funeral. He'd be like, oh shit, you know, she sent me a text. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, yeah. I'm turning that herb and it's not going like, I, <laughs> you know, like I'm at the, uh, I've put myself in a precarious situation, you know, like yeah. nothing to really say say but i now all of that from the moment he says if that even is what happened till yes. i realized what's going on probably it felt like about 15 minutes was probably like 30 seconds oh, or, yeah. or less right for me to you know get a hot flash <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> breathe and i'm like yeah you're right but uh you know mis- mistakes i'm just gonna sort of stop <laughs> stop talking and and just sort of see if there's anything I can protect myself with. Like, I got my sunglasses on. I'm like, can I stab somebody (laughs) with these? They're my favorite sunglasses. I don't want to. So no. Yeah. After about five minutes and Johnny seriously having a breakdown. Right. um, The door bangs open. I mean, this man just, boom, storms in, Mm -hmm. points to me, and he goes, you, come here. (gasps) And, t- and like starts walking back into the kitchen where you get oh my served. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And go back in there. He slams the door behind me. Oh no. He goes, anything you want, anything you want. Tell me, what do you want? <laughs> that motherfucker. I'm gonna kill him. And and so now. <laughs> oh my god. So clearly he's watched the tape. Yes. yes. And now Johnny knows that because he didn't speak to Johnny. So yeah. Johnny, you know, right. even even the security guard's like, damn, Johnny. <laughs> He's trying to text his last word. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the, the range of emotions that I'm going through here now, I've gone from like, oh, great. That, like, first of all, I'm happy. Like, really? Anything? Great. <laughs> like, I only had three things. But this guy is so angry yeah. from what he must like. <laughs> after watching those tapes, he's so mad that he's willing to just give me whatever I want, right. basically. Throws on, you know, stuff on the house, yeah. e- you know, edibles and joints and abuela, you know, make me a weed lasagna. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Throwing on stuff. And 
while I'm happy, I'm now like, you know, listen, Johnny's a good kid. You know, (laughs) mistakes happen. He's like, no, he's done this too many fucking times and I'm sick of this bullshit and I swear to God he's not going to make it home tonight. And I'm like, no, 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 but but listen, but, but, uh, and now I'm like, you know, backtracking, like maybe I I was wrong. He was like, no, you weren't wrong. He didn't put him in there. I was like, okay, all right. I mean, now I'm. Saving Johnny's life. Yes, of life. course. <laughs> yes. So it's your, your mom, your PTA yes, mom. Yes. I'm yes. P- yeah. Now I'm she's PT- back. Now, right? Because I know I'm gonna get my weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he gives me far more than <laughs> cleans himself out. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> I guess he's probably like, how many times has Johnny saved us money right. by not, you know? Well. Okay, I'm not gonna. Okay, no, I'll no. Until the end of the story. No, that's that's basically it. I'm still alive. He didn't kill me. <laughs> I left. I he gives me all the stuff. Uh huh. Opens the door for me. That was the other thing too. Like walks me out. Yeah. Mean mug and Johnny the whole time. Oh who no! Is, oh my god! It, like. He is a mess. He's crying. Oh, Johnny. The guys are out there consoling him. The oh, big guy no, has no, now yeah. come out, and it's he's like a big Ikea love seat. Just, <laughs> like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Shit happens, and you're going to die. Like, <laughs> you know, like it, nobody's offering to save him. They're just like, yeah. you know, Sorry. clean out no. your locker. Yeah. Um, Johnny, you know, gives me a, like, cheerful, like... Oh, nice Last knowing good, you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But the guy that owns the place is now my best friend and is right. like, whatever you want, whenever you want. You wow. come back and I'll give you whatever you want as I'm leaving. Yeah. Right before I get to the door, the security guard goes, hey, by the way, aren't you on Wild and Out? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Which, yes. it turns out, security guards that work at dispensaries love to watch <laughs> Wild and Out. <laughs> With Nick Cannon. And every dispensary my husband and I go to, they know us from that show. Oh, oh were you both on it? Yeah, we were both oh, on there. Great. He was the improv coach uh, for the for all of the seasons, uh-huh. but he, um, whenever anybody wouldn't show up, he would step in and Did, be there Is that how you guys met? No, we met years before oh, okay. at, um, in college. We both did musical theater. Oh, sweet. Um, but yeah. Oh my uh, God. It, for some reason, those security guards love. They love one they, they love. It's, it's their it's, favorite. It's very. It's it's very strange. Now, I survived it. I I left. I was shaking. I was I like, bet. "What the hell oh did I God. just do?" Right. That was a, an that was amazing great. story. That was really good. And to, I, I got to tell you, to turn that corner just a few minutes ago and I know, see right the store, I was like, oh my God, that's the place. Do you think We're, it's still there? Um, I don't think so. I'm sure it's been put out of business yeah. by all of the, the other- fancy, Yeah, the fancy mad, places. Uh, med men and all that yeah, stuff. Where yeah, where everything's like prepackaged yes. and you like can't even get into it. And, yeah. Know. Um, vapes. Like I said, there were no vapes back then. Yeah, it was, it was just- oh. No, it was like we got- some cooking oil and we can <laughs> right. put weed in it and yeah. inhale it and see no right. none of that oh my god um, so good that's my story it's such a good story Naima oh my, oh my god so fun and well, I, I hope Johnny's okay yeah I hope he's okay I hope he's too found what his... if he like turned his life around and he went into the fancy like Maybe. pot dispensary and Maybe. he's like a p- kingpin yeah. I hope he used it you know like yeah. you know I I, uh, I really like getting people high but I <laughs> forget <laughs> forget to I give them but weed. I forget to give them weed and if there was only a way that I <laughs> that somebody else could take care of that step Johnny I'd like, really. I'd like to feel like I can after I smoke this I'd like to feel that I can 
right. put things into a bottle. Exactly. Maybe he was the one that was like, you know, you know what, what doesn't work <laughs> is when I don't give them the product. Unbelievable. So. So great. Naima, thank you so much. You're welcome this was awesome. so much. Such a You're great very, story. very I welcome. Hope, I hope the strike ends soon and we see you back on television. Yes, absolutely. Because you're so be... funny and so great. Thank but you. in the meantime, if you live in Los Angeles, you can go to the Groundlings. Yes, please. Just go to their website. I'm sure they have the information it's about all the Black over. Yes, please do. Yes. And we will be right back with What Did We Learn Today? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, Danielle. Christine. Would you like to learn... Some things we've learned today. Of course. Frog legs. Danielson. <laughs> kibbles and bits. Shaka Khan. Oh my God. They're so good. These are just some things we've been called in our life. <laughs> Audience, tell us your nickname. And maybe we'll talk about it on the air. Oh, that's good. Will Farrell can DJ your frat party. Oh boy. <laughs> Here's a quote I took from the article. It was at Parents Weekend, and it was his son's fraternity. Oh, shit. Who's a sophomore. The 56-year-old can be seen in sunglasses, backwards hat, and headphones interacting with some students at the party. Uh, Guys, let's never no. let's not be that. There are 18 million vets. Yep. Fact. Cha-cha chicken for amazing chicken and danger. Ooh. <laughs> Old school dispensaries, formerly sponsored by Ziploc. Yes. Good one. Abuela makes a mean weed lasagna. <laughs> Dispenser, dispensary security guards love wilding out. Amazing. It's been established. I love it. You know, I would like to take a moment to thank our new Patreons. <gasps> yes, we have joined a bunch of new recently, ones. Yeah. And we will be reading your names soon, not on this episode. Right. Because, I, you know what? I don't have my laptop with me. No, that, yeah, but that's okay because we'll do it next time. Yeah, you're in our hearts. Right. We are thinking about you. We're thinking about all our listeners at all times. That's how much space we have in our brains. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Mm -hmm. uh, we love to hear from you, whether it's on Patreon or on our social media, in our email box. All those, all those various ways. All the places. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening. And until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.